Joining me in the room podcast to talk about his next fighting opportunity taking place for Combat FC at Combat FC 3 on February 10th is Connor Hughes. What's up, my friend? Welcome back. What's going on, Steve? How you been, man? I've been really good, bro. Uh, holidays are over, full throttle. Now it's time to get back in the cage, man. How's it feel to uh, get back in there after coming off a, a win back in uh, October? Feels great, man. Um, I think that that first fight was a really good opportunity for me. I think it's exactly what I needed. Um, and, and I think that going through the holidays, I just got to train as much as possible, um, you know, eat some good food, kind of uh, get get off of that diet for a little bit. And uh, it feels good to get back in there and get 2023 started on a, on a good note. Excellent. Well, you actually have two wins in the cage in 2022. You had your first uh, amateur fight. It was a kickboxing fight. Uh, where was it? And, uh, uh, combat combat zone. Yeah, combat zone. So you came away with a first round TKO on that. You get back in the cage to make your amateur MMA debut, and you get a quick finish in that fight, bro. Uh, what's the difference in, in in walking in both of those cages cages to you? So I, I think combat zone was a little bit more nerve wracking. To be completely honest with you, just because. Going into combat zone, it was a it was a short notice fight, and I didn't know really much of anything about my opponent whatsoever. So I feel like the fear of the unknown is like one of the scariest things that you can have. So going into that, I was very scared, just just not knowing who I was facing and kind of just feeling everything as it goes. Um, but going into the MMA fight, I definitely felt a lot more confident, not just because I could prepare for my certain opponent, but just because my whole repertoire of MMA, I feel like, is way more uh, well-defined and well-sharpened. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, being able to integrate the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu and, and everything else along with my striking, I feel like, makes me a way more dangerous fighter than just being able to punch and kick. You know what I mean? Well, uh, very impressive 2022. You had that cage experience as MMA for Combat FC. Dude, how was that? I mean, uh, you were on the undercard, but that's a big to-do. That's a new promotion in the area. They're on Fight Pass. How did it feel uh, stepping into that cage? Yeah, so it was awesome, man. Uh, like I said before, uh, Rick and uh, Joe and all the guys over there are super professional. They do a really great job. They run things very smoothly. It, it was very, like, um, it was the first time it was like, okay, you're going to be going out in, like, this many minutes. Like, it's going to be about this many minutes that you walk out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was very, like, structured, you know what I mean? I remember my first ever fight. Actually, I think you you commentated it, the uh, the kickboxing smoker that I did. I remember it was kind of like, okay, you may be out in, like, five minutes, 20 minutes. You're going to be going out soon. And then, like, it all is just kind of mumbled. Like, that was very structured. It was great the way it was run. Um, it felt very professional. And uh, it, it was very cool the way that uh, everything's set up. It, it looks like a real, like, professional promotion, and, and that's why I love being a part of it. Excellent. Yes, and even, you know, on the Fight Pass portion, it is gorgeous. They uh, they put on a great show, and uh, they're selling the place out, man. Uh, big place. How was the crowd? How'd you feel that? I mean, it was a second experience with a big crowd around you. Uh, how'd, how'd it feel the second time around hearing that around you? So it's so weird, man. Like when you get in there, it, you you notice the crowd as you're walking out. And then like, I feel like once I get into like the cage, it's almost like everything darkens, like everything blacks out. It's weird. I don't hear anything. I don't really like see the crowd at all. And then it all kind of comes back to me once I'm like walking out of the cage. Uh, so I feel like the crowd doesn't really do much of an, like, an effect to me. Um, it, was, it was just cool to be able to, to be in front of like so many. I, I sold a good amount of tickets. I had a really good crowd there. I listened to it back afterwards, and I had like a pretty good pop like once I got the submission. So I was like, it's, it's pretty cool to, to have that kind of experience. And uh, it, it was definitely um, 
fun to walk out and see everybody afterwards and, and kind of uh, get to get the praise for all the hard work and everything. It's, it's good to have a support system like that around me for sure. Well, you, you put on a show there. It was only uh, less than a minute, but how'd that feel to go in there? I mean, you fought a kid that I think uh, was 1-0, maybe 2-0 and in uh, amateur MMA, and uh, you took him out pretty quick. How'd it feel in there, uh, you know, as a flyweight, getting your first MMA fight and, you know, being, being able to use all, you know, most of your tools? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was great. I, I feel very happy with where I, I learned to train, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm very happy that I learned under Nick Fiore, who is one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners around here, man. And, and it really makes me feel great to, to be a blue belt under him and to be able to learn from him, I, I feel like is a different level of, of grappling. Uh, when I got when I get a hold of a lot of like MMA guys, I, I really feel the grappling difference and I feel the strength difference, um, especially being a 25er. Uh, but when I when I got into that exchange and when I when I got into that grappling exchange, I, I kind of had a feeling of what was going to happen. Um, it was just a matter of not exerting too much energy. And and once I got him to the ground and I took his back, it's I have a I feel very confident that if I take anybody's back in in like the New England area, it's pretty much wraps. Um, but it was it was great, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, the best part about it, I think, was just being able to like celebrate with my coaches afterwards because, like I said, it's like hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of work went into like just 58 seconds. And I remember the first thing I said, I hugged my teammate Fred, and the first thing I said to him was, that was so fast. I was like, it didn't even seem real that it was over. I felt like I should have done more. So I'm excited uh, for this next one. I feel like hopefully it's going to be a, a better test. And uh, I'm excited to see what I can do. Excellent. Well, we'll get into your opponent in a minute, but uh, you are heading back into Combat FC. Combat FC 3, uh, their first card of the year. Uh, was there any doubt that you were going to fight for them? Or, you know, was was it just the, the, the timeline uh, worked out for you? The timeline just uh, worked out pretty perfectly. I, I was thinking about fighting for Combat Zone coming up, uh, just because obviously I, I train with Rob and Calvin and all those guys. So it's... It makes sense to kind of be a part of that promotion um but it's it was kind of up in the air of when it was going to be um this was kind of like defined we knew it was going to be in february um and obviously if we do combat zone my coaches tom and nick are usually fighting on that card nick actually just got signed to the ufc so we don't have to worry about that anymore um but uh yeah i know right that was amazing congratulations to nick uh he had a great performance if anyone didn't see um but um yeah, man, it, it's just great to to be able to know when things are going on with Combat FC. And Rick actually reached out to me and uh, told me he had a matchup for me. He would be willing to have me back on the card, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's just the way that they do things is just super well off. So I thought it was great. The timeline worked out well. And best case scenario, I get done with this and I, I get back in there in like March, April, May and uh, get another one. Keep the ball rolling, bro. Um, well, let's talk about this, this opponent of yours stepping up in uh... – you know, in competition here, this kid is three and two, trains out of Connecticut, Texera's gym. Uh, so I would imagine the kid is uh, well versed in the jujitsu area there. Uh, but you know, three and two, dude. The kid's. Uh, I think he's coming off a loss, but it was at CFFC, a big, big promotion uh, in the region. Uh, what do you know about him? And had this, uh, you know, well, the name, the name was there, so it wasn't like, uh, you know, you picked him, but. When you the name was mentioned to you and and you sort him out, uh, what'd you think about the kid? Yeah, so um, immediately when I when I saw the fight, I was like, oh wow, three and two, like this is a little bit more of an experienced guy. So I started to do my research and look into him, and uh, he's a good fighter. He's really good. He uh, 
He's a good grappler. He has, I think, uh, a submission win, and then like the rest of his fights are by decision. Um, but he he's only lost to guys who have become champions in the amateur scene. So I, I've recognized him as as a great as a good fighter, as somebody who can can beat decent opposition. Um, but but I feel like he's one of those guys that it's kind of a telling fight as to where you are, if that makes sense. No disrespect to him whatsoever. He, like I said, I think he's a great martial artist. Um, but from everything that I've seen, he's, uh, he's very explosive. He throws big strikes. Um, he is a good grappler. He likes to throw submissions up off of his back and stuff, which um, it's, it's good. He seems like a very like uh, formidable opposition. That's a good way to put it. And I think that it's a good test for me. Um, but with that being said, I really don't think that there's anything that he's going to show me that I really haven't like seen with the guys that I train with. Um, just being around, you know, guys like Rob and like Tom and Nick and those guys, just the stuff that they're able to show me, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a, a leg up on a lot of these guys. And, um, and Tom put it a really good way too. Uh, a lot of these guys work a full-time job. They they have to, you know, commit their life to other things. I, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I have sponsors. I have people that are around me to support me that make it so I can be able to commit my life fully to training. Um, like I trained this morning and I'm going to be going back in about two hours to get like another three-hour session in. Nice. And um, it's just like, I, I think that me being able to dedicate my entire life to this is something that a lot of these guys don't have as a benefit. And, uh, and I think that's going to start to show more and more, and the, the gap's just going to get bigger. Like Kobe Bryant says, it's like if you go in and you train three times a day and they're out there training once a day, twice a day, after a year, you've got 300 more training sessions than they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just kind of how I'm, I'm approaching it. So I think it's going to be a good opposition, a good test, and um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to pass with flying colors. That's the mentality. Excellent. Well, let's talk about the training aspect. Uh, you know, you had your first amateur fight back in October. Um, is everything basically the same? Is there anything that you've added to your regimen or is it kind of don't fix what's broken? Let's just make ourselves better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, uh, we're, we're almost always training like nonstop. Like there's no such thing as like a, a training camp necessarily. It's just like, you're kind of just upping the intensity a little bit. We kind of just do the same stuff and maybe spar a little bit more. Um, but I've, I've definitely been doing a lot more Muay Thai. That's been my, my kind of focus this camp, I'd say. I've, I've been putting a little bit more focus into just the, the kickboxing aspect of things because I have a great boxing coach. Sean Farley has, has taught me a lot, and I feel like my, my boxing has improved quite a bit. And, uh, and my jiu-jitsu, obviously, is, is pretty good with Nick. Um, but I feel like the Muay Thai aspect is where I was lacking a little bit. And I feel like now that I've started to round out my game there, um, it, it's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of guys. Uh, so shout out Jake Manini, one of the best Muay Thai coaches in, in all of New England. That dude's been helping me out since I, uh, since I got into hard knocks and sparring over there with the killers that they got there, man. It just, it makes me feel, I always say it feels like a fight. Every time you go over to hard knocks, you feel like you're about to get into a fight. And, uh, and then once you get out of there, you just feel like you're ready for anything. So I don't feel like this kid's going to show me anything on the feet that I haven't really already seen. Excellent. Well, let's let's talk about the the weight class here. It's a catch weight of 130 pounds. Um, you are a flyweight, but um, you're going up for the catch weight here. Looking at his topology, uh, his last fight, it looks like he weighed in at 123 pounds. It might be a typo. I don't know. Is he a smaller kind of uh, flyweight? And what is the what is the reason for the 130 pound uh, catch weight here? Um. So I asked for 130. Um, the idea is I I'm thinking of trying to fight 
twice in the next like two to three months if this goes well. Um, obviously, I'm not looking past him whatsoever. I'll respect him. He's a great fighter. Uh, but ideally, if I could win this fight in, in relatively quick fashion and be able to get back out there, that would be best case scenario. Um, so I, I do make 25 relatively easy, but I do cut a, a decent amount of water. So um, I feel like just putting my body under that kind of stress and putting my kidneys through that just really isn't worth it. So I'd rather just have the fight at 1.30, be able to eat a little bit more, be able to enjoy my training and not focus on dieting as much and uh, just get in there, fight and be able to get back out. And I mean, best case scenario, fight for maybe like a title in, in the middle of uh, of 2023. Well, dude, there's a, there's a few of them out there. I know, uh, you know, Combat Zone has one out there with, uh, you know, a, a guy that's holding it. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of opportunities for you. And starting off on uh, Combat FC is a big deal, man. Uh, we're just about three weeks out. I think tomorrow will be the three-week mark. Uh, what's training camp at now? The three-week the three week mark. Uh, talk us through, like, uh, uh, you know, a real day of sparring getting ready for this fight. Yeah, man. So um, I, I think we look at, like... Uh training as like a progressive like load like you're getting to a point where you're just training so hard and those that that those last couple weeks you're you're really peaking and redlining and getting yourself in that top physical condition um which this week and next week i feel like are what i'm trying to do right now so this week and next week are really my push weeks where i'm kind of putting myself to the like i said the red line killing myself with the training um, and then the last week is more of like a, a cool down recovery, get my body back into condition. So uh, today, like I said, I did a workout this morning. I'm going to go in and do some drilling with uh, Fred. Fred Allen, my uh, my 135-pound training partner, kids three and one. He should be getting a title shot real soon. That's what I think. Um, but I'm going to go in and train with him. Like I said, I feel like it's a great advantage to, to have him as my training partner just because he has such a grappling heavy style. He's a very, uh, he's almost like a, a Habib wrestler type. And having him around every single day, not only because he's such a, a good style, such an annoying style, but because he's so much bigger than me as well. When I have those guys that are like 125, 120, 30 pounds on top of me, it's like, oh, okay, this is nothing compared to 160 pound Fred out of camp. You know what I mean? So, um, we're going to train with him, probably get some rolls in, and then uh, probably end it with a, what's called like a hell drill. Um, almost if you've seen Volkanovski do, where it's uh, it's like you do pads, go on the wall, shooting takedowns, trying to take people down, and then you start on bottom trying to get up. Just putting myself through the fucking shittiest stuff, shittiest conditions possible, and then tomorrow I'm going to get some hard knock sparring. So um, just, just really trying to put myself in those dark places, man, and just feel like shit. So <laughs> sorry if I... Just get myself in those bad conditions, man, so that once I get into the fight, I, I don't see anything that I'm, I'm really shocked by. You know what I mean? Excellent, my man. Well, you're in great hands. Uh, I know you've been prepping and prepared for this. Uh, I've seen you all over the circuit in the last three years getting work, like you said, in the smokers, the kickboxing, uh, getting them, uh, you know, grappling events in, getting, uh, you know, a kickboxing event in combat zone. Man, you've been busy, bro, and uh, glad to see it. The young guys, man, are evolving, that new generation, because you have the cartel and you have these guys that have kind of done it and uh, paved that path for you. Uh, a couple more questions. With that said, you know, you have the cartel backing you. I mean, uh, I remember Mitch Raposo was the, the, their first amateur that they signed, and look where he's going. I mean, the dude's, uh, you know, bound for bigger and better things. How does it feel to have that behind you? I mean, uh, you know, you could be the next uh, kind of, uh, fighter they push and uh man they got a good repertoire and a good dialogue 
with major promotions. How's that feel as far as that support behind you? Dude, it's it's like very surreal. I mean, like when I when I look at things from like a third like from an outside perspective, I, I don't understand it sometimes. It, it just became, it's the universe setting people up in weird ways, man. Like I talk to Fred about this all the time. We could have walked into any gym. We could have gone to to any random gym and, and met different people and never gotten to go on the path that we're on. But I was lucky enough to meet Nick and, and through on meet Tom and Rob and Calvin and all these guys. So being able to have the, this support system and this high level of a team, like uh, obviously Tyson's a great coach too, and he's a great manager. Um, being able to have these guys around me, man, is such a blessing and it makes me feel so much more confident. Uh, I think confidence really does truly come from preparation and being able to prepare with guys that you can see execute things at the highest level just gives you way more confidence in your things being able to work. You're not just learning from some random dude who, you know, did some jujitsu competitions and, you know, won a Naga and now he thinks that he's like an MMA genius, right? You're learning from guys who have been in the UFC, guys who have been in the grit and grind, hard fights, won fights, lost fights, um, and, and been able to come back from those things and, and learn from it. So it's amazing, man. It makes me feel really great. And, uh, it, it makes me really feel like, uh, like I'm blessed. That's that's a great way to put it. It's just blessed. Excellent. Well, you definitely uh you have the passion, bro, and they they definitely seen something into you that uh you know had them join had you join the group. So uh you know it's it's a very very great great camp uh, doing great things, and I'm glad to see that they have the young guys and bringing them up. So, dude, before I uh, let you give your shout outs, sponsors, uh, social media, last question for you about this fight. Uh, what do we expect to see from uh Connor? Hughes in his second amateur fight and second fight for a combat FC. Hey man, um, I, I just I just hope to show people that I can really fight because apparently, according to some people, I can't really fight. You know what I mean? It's like it's just weird. You know what I mean? I, I get these finishes over all these people, and I'm not a real fighter. Um, but I I think that I'm just gonna go out there and show that I, that I'm a very talented martial artist. Um, at the end of the day, that's that's what it is, man. It's just expressing you know, what you know as a martial artist. And people can talk about, like, you know, being tough and this and that. Um, my goal is to to not show my toughness unless I really need to. Um, my goal is to go out there and be as technical as possible, do as much damage as possible, and to take as little damage as possible. Um, so I, what I can say you're going to expect from Connor Hughes is a very high-level performance, hopefully um, a, a lot of damage on on his end and me walking out with my hand raised with a finish relatively quickly that's that's the best case scenario if it has to be all nine minutes i'm ready to go on nine minutes but another 58 second submission would not be an argument from me that's that's the way i'll put it well my friend this is a huge amateur fight two huge camps here with the new england cartel and Texera's gym over there in Connecticut, man. Two, uh you know ufc proven gyms that have ufc talent in it so this is a big no. Yeah, I was I was thinking, you, could you imagine how terrifying it would be though if Alex Pereira was there? You, over you don't the know. The cage, you like, you don't know who's gonna show up. I mean, they're all. You never know. You never know. I gotta be ready for it mentally. And it's Joe Cab, man. He's pretty cool with the UFC and Dana, man. They ha could sa have some special invites for this show, man. So, know. dude, it's it's experience man you you can't friggin uh you know replace this shit so with that said my buddy uh social media sponsors thank yous and uh you know i'll let you get out of here and get back to that third training session 
Shout out to my uh, sponsor, Bell and Williams. Uh, they were my first ever sponsor. He's been the most supportive person that I've ever had in my fighting career. So shout out to Sal Belia, Bell and Williams. Um, they've been great to me. Um, shout out to everybody at the cartel gym. They're, they're amazing. You know, uh, Fred, Tyler, Drew, uh, Nick, Tom, all these guys are amazing. Great training partners. Um, obviously, Rob, Calvin, and Tyson. Um, just, just everybody who's helped me. Uh, Jake. Farley, uh, do I can sit here and shout out my coaches <laughs> all day, um, but just just anybody who's been there to support me, man, and uh, anybody who would like tickets, I still got tickets. So anybody who needs tickets, I got plenty. General admission, sixty dollars. Uh, we got tables too for a hundred. Um, so anybody who wants tickets and anybody who has bought tickets, thank you very much. I appreciate it already. But yeah, man, I just I appreciate everyone that supports me. Um, actually, most of all, shout out my mom, dude. She she uh, has was not very um, like understanding of why I wanted to go into this career when I first started, but she's kind of evolved into like my biggest supporter uh, with everything. So shout out to my mom, dude. She's she's been great to me and, and all my my teammates and everything. Excellent, man. Uh, last thing, I have your Instagram here. Anywhere else uh, on social media, we can get in touch with you. Dude, I got a Twitter now. Do you? Twitter. Is it this, I, uh, what is it? What is my, your Twitter? My Twitter handle is, because I don't even know my Twitter <laughs> handle, Connor Hughes MMA. So at Connor Hughes MMA. That's perfect, buddy. follow on Twitter. That's perfect. Um, you know, uh, that too, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, those are the, the three places you can find me. Um, but yeah, man, any support is uh, is appreciated. And uh, if you need any photography or anything done, pay-per-view productions. As you can see, I got decent quality here, good mic, all that stuff. So holla at your boy. Yeah, this dude, uh, check out Connor's uh, Instagram and now his Twitter, man. He's uh, does great things behind the scenes with the camera as he speaks. And you'll see a lot of footage with him, with the cartel, getting ready uh, for all their fights. So with that said, Connor, man, three weeks from tomorrow, bro, you're getting back in there. So congratulations, getting right back on uh, the horse there, I should say, and uh, starting off 2023 with a really, really great fight, man. So congratulations, bro. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Like Dude. I said, the, the podcast is always great, man. You run a really uh, professional show, so I appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Anytime you want to come down, you know, take a drive down here with Fred and shoot the shit, man. The door's always open for you guys. Hell yeah, man. Really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, man, man. We'll talk later, and uh, good luck on uh, the February 10th, man. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. All right.